0: Ingrid, I need my Zuno! I've run out of Zuno! What am I going to do now? Ah, Zuno! Ingrid, I need my Zuno because traditional hand and home sanitizers only work whilst wet, meaning bacteria can land and multiply soon after application! Yes, that's right, Ian. And Zuno's innovative technology continues to protect your family after application and is proven to be effective on the skin for up to 24 hours and surfaces for up to 30 days! Yes, Zuno is water-based and alcohol-free. Zuno products are perfect for humans, but deadly to bacteria. I need, I need my Zuno. Ian, chill out, man. Visit Zuno.com now and there's 40% off store-wide, while stocks last. And also, listeners to the What the CF podcast will get an extra special gift if they use our magical discount code. Ooh! add all of your purchases to your cart as normal and then add two 50ml hand sanitizers to your cart then add the discount code WTCF and those two 50ml hand sanitizers will be totally free you heard it right free so remember, you must add your two 50ml hand sanitizers to your cart with your other purchases. Add the discount code WTCF and they will be free. Visit Zuno.com to claim your free What the CF gift now. 40% store-wide while stocks last. Zuno.com. Hello,
1: Zuno. Yay!
0: Hello, welcome to What the CF with me, Ingrid Grenard, and this is episode 14 and features journalist Patrick Gower. Now, before we get into the episode, over here in New Zealand, we've been hit by a few weather events recently. And they've had quite devastating effects on quite a few communities across the country. If you would like to contribute to the recovery efforts and would like to make a donation, the best place to visit is www.redcross.org.nz. Secondly, you just heard an advert for the brilliant Zuno products um, with a discount code WTCF. Uh, Just a reminder, that is a global code, so you can use that anywhere in the world. So just make sure you remember to add your two 50ml hand sanitizers to your basket it, add your other products, and when you go to checkout, put that code WTCF in, and those two 50ml hand sanitizers will be completely free. There's also 40% off store-wide while stocks last. That does exclude the UK. So, I don't want to keep you waiting much longer because I know a lot of people, particularly those in the New Zealand CF community, are very excited about hearing this episode from Patrick Gower. If you don't know who he is, Patrick Gower is a journalist here in New Zealand, and he championed the voices of people with CF during our campaign to get Trikafta funded here in New Zealand. Paddy, as we call him, has become part of our CF community over here in New Zealand. And as you'll hear in the interview, he cares deeply about the people that he's met and what he's learned about CF, which previously he had no personal connection to whatsoever. So whether you're from New Zealand or anywhere in the world, this is a really compelling listen of the impact meeting people with CF can have on other people's lives. Another point to make about this episode is myself and Patrick do talk about TriCAFTA getting funded in New Zealand as of the 1st of April 2023 just to say that we are still awaiting the official announcement and the official date and all the final details of that approval and we do also acknowledge that not every person with CF is able to take TriCAFTA or will be eligible to take TRICAFTA. So please could you pay attention to updates from cfnz.org.nz to make sure you get all the correct information about when things are going live, when it's going to be available on what the criteria is going to be. So, don't want to keep you waiting much longer, but I'd love to hear what you think of this episode. Please get in touch with us. You can message us on Instagram at WhatTheCFPod. You can find us on Facebook at what the CF, cystic Fibrosis Podcast or you can email me on wtcfpod at gmail.com. Now, if you'd like to support the production of the podcast, you can drop us a donation on buymeacoffee.com forward slash wtcfpod. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy episode 14 with Patrick Gower, aka Paddy. Hello and welcome to What the CF, a Cystic Fibrosis podcast. I'm Ingrid and I'm here with a very special guest today, Mr. Patrick Gower. Hello, Patrick.
1: Yes, you can call me Paddy, but um, Patty. I'm the special guest um, on this fantastic podcast that, you know, to the best community in New Zealand. I mean, there's a lot of good communities, just, you know, one of the best.
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) One of my
1: favourites, anyway.
0: No shade to any other communities. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's right. That's (laughs) right. All communities are equal. Yeah. Like the CF
0: at this moment in time, yes. is the best. Yes, yes, Um So the reason I'm talking to Patrick today, for listeners that don't already know him, is that he led a story to campaign, or help the campaign to get track After funded here in New Zealand, um, which, fingers crossed, all being well, is happening on the 1st of April, 2023. So for our listeners who are outside of New Zealand who might not know who you are, Patrick, Paddy, um, could you do a little intro to who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm Paddy um, and I'm a journalist. Um, I've been a journalist in New Zealand uh, for over 20 years now um, and I work on television. Um, I've been a, a, a senior political journalist and then an investigative journalist and a, and a documentary maker and a television host. So I've done a lot of stuff um, and that's, that's me.
0: And so how did you first hear about Trikafta and the story of the fact that there was this miracle drug out there and the fact that cystic fibrosis, uh, people with cystic fibrosis in New Zealand, didn't actually have access to it?
1: In July of 2020, um, an an email came into my inbox and it was from a person who introduced themselves very um, casually and said, my name is Bob Elliott. I'm a medical researcher um, who has specialized in cystic fibrosis for a long time. I was given your name as someone um, that might be interested um, in a story about a girl called Bella from the North Shore of Auckland, um, a teenager who's dying from cystic fibrosis and a drug called Trikafta that can save her life. And um, that's what, what the email said and it was signed from Bob Elliott. And uh, you know there was a few sort of it was written off, and I you know it had from my iPad, and there were a few capital letters and different things missing in it. And I do get in the course of my work a lot of emails from people with various suggestions of things to cover. And for people who know me well, my admin is pretty much non-existent. I'm very very disorganised, and I actually ignored it for a couple of days Um, but I did know you know the name Bob Elliott rang a bell and you know I did sort of think hmm what is this anyway as luck would have it I had a pretty quiet day the next day and I actually hadn't had a story a good story for a little while and anyone who knows me will know that you know I like to be busy and keep doing stories and so I sort of went back to the inbox. Um, you know, which sometimes if I'm busy, I might, not, I might have missed his email. And of course, I looked at it a bit more and I was, Bob Elliott, you know, I, I know that name. That's a, that famous doctor up in up in Auckland. And of course, it was he was being, you know, a bit low-key. And it was Sir Bob Elliott who was um, one of our most eminent m- medical researchers emailing me about this. And by the time I'd had a second look and realised that, I was like, right, I better this sounds interesting, I better give this guy a ring. And I gave him a ring and and got him on the phone and said, look, it's Paddy Gower here. And he started telling me more about it. And he told me that he had funded the drug um, to save Bella's life over on the North Shore. And I was like, "Well, this is, um, I don't get calls like this every day. You know, a doctor using his own money um, to, to, you know, fund a drug for someone to stay alive and I started talking more and more to him. And you know, we had never spoken before in our lives and in the course of that conversation, um, you know, I was talking about trying to get to see him as soon as possible and um, he actually said words to the effect of, I'm really sick and and, and I can remember what he said, I'm, I'm actually terminal and I'm on my way out and it's going to be hard for me to do an interview. And I said, you know, you know, what times have you got? And he was looking at his diary and I could tell he really wanted to do it. And I said, can you do it tomorrow morning? You know, I'll get on a plane and I'll come to Auckland and I'll do it now. And, and I said, you know, do you, do you have a wife? And, um, you know, he talked about his wife, Betsy, and um, I said, you know, why don't we talk to her and see if she can help and we'll do the interview tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he said, if we ask her, she'll say no. Just come up. Just do it. And I'll <laughs> okay. see you in the morning. So I was off and on the plane and, and walked into his house there and he gave the most persuasive um, argument or conversation, the most powerful conversation with so much mana um, that I'd ever, I, I don't think I've ever done an interview like that in 22 years. Um, here is a guy um, knighted in this country um, for his medical research who had devoted his life to cystic fibrosis and to all sorts of other ailments, mainly concerning our, our young people. Um, he, he, um, he
0: was the doctor, did he create the heel
1: prick test? Yeah, I mean that's right, so for your cystic fibrosis um, audience, um, yeah this is the doctor who created the heel prick th- test, you know, the prick that identifies whether someone's got cystic fibrosis at birth and enables parents to, to treat them. You know, this, this, that was a game changer for cystic fibrosis. Everybody listening to this will know that. So, so that's right, we're talking to, you know, one of, one of the most eminent global researchers on cystic fibrosis. Mm. Um, and he is giving a persuasive argument about this drug that I'd never heard of. Um, and in fact...
0: Which none of us had heard of, actually, yeah, until... And, your story
1: well I hadn't I didn't actually really know what cystic fibrosis was that day when I was interviewing him I hadn't really had time to check it out and I I actually thought it was something to do with your bones Um, I would get it confused
0: um, Multiple with, sclerosis? Yeah,
1: with spina bifida, actually. Some,
0: oh, right, spina yeah, yeah, so yeah, another for, genetic one.
1: Yeah, so I, I didn't actually really know what cystic fibrosis was. Hmm. Um, and even when I was interviewing him, you know, it's a pretty rapid process that we're going through. I'd sort of looked a bit on Google on the way up, um, but I didn't really know exactly what it was. Um, I knew what the heel prick test was. And, yeah, and then um, we're sitting down in his lounge and he told me all about it and he said "Um, I've been searching for an answer to cystic fibrosis all my life Um, I I can't find it these people have found it Uh, I can understand what they've done It's amazing and he said this is a miracle drug Mm -hmm. and they were they were his words and when a a doctor of that stature um, says that this is a miracle drug and this is it you know, um, you know this is not some person. This is this is the man mm. on cystic fibrosis, um, telling me face to face that that this is the thing that can change everything all around the world. Um, and he said that he had funded to the tune of 000, um, Bella, a hundred thousand dollars Bella, a young girl called Bella's treatment, Bella Powell. Bella Powell, because she was going to die if she didn't have it. And
0: she was seventeen then, is
1: she? Yeah, sixteen or seventeen at that stage. They're and very unwell. Yeah, very unwell. And um he had been working with her all her life, um to help keep her alive, as people will know. And, you know, I remember I said to him, you know, that's 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 really generous of you to give that money. And he said that you know money didn't really matter to him anymore um, that he was a medical person who was interested in um keeping people keeping people alive and you know i just for me um I just saw a person that cared about things much um much more than him, than himself, and yeah. And, and at that point, um, you know, I realised that he actually just needed me to get the message out there that this thing was there, and that it was a moment for me in my life to be basically told, um, "I've got a message here. I'm not going to be around to um, to get it out, and 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 you can." And you know, he died a few weeks later. Um, and yeah that was that so for me that was a friday morning in july of 2020 um when my my whole life changed really
0: Mm. amazing
1: um i'm really sorry that's all right amazing gift didn't think i'd get so sad about that (laughs)
0: um yeah an amazing gift that he gave gave bella yeah Yeah, it it was an amazing gift
1: but he'd given much more because what he had given is a way to tell the story. So not only had he oh, given yeah, exactly. not, not, not only had he given Bella the, the three months of life that she needed at that point.
0: We you needed know, to see the that's change. That's right.
1: We needed to see the change.
0: Um yeah, so Bella was seven Bella was seventeen when you met her. So you did the interview with Bob first and then you met Bella after that for that first truck after news story that that we all saw yeah and um,
1: that was the that was the in the afternoon i went to serve bobs same day in the morning then i drove across to the north shore and met bella powell and she explained her side of the story including describing what cystic fibrosis felt like and remember i didn't know a lot about cystic fibrosis at that at that point
0: and she'd been on trikafta at that point had she, she started? had been
1: she had started trikafta and she you know was as everybody who's listening knows getting immediate results and her mum was there as well ali and you know they were you know it was very obvious that that they were almost sort of angelic um in terms of the way that their lives had been turned around by these little pills mm. which was like seeing some sort of miracle. And she described for me, which was really the first time that I learned what cystic fibrosis was like, which was that life had been like having bricks on her chest um, as she grew up. And without the drug, um, she was gonna die. And you gotta, you know, I was looking at a, at at a, at a teenage, girl with her life in front of her um, you know who had a death sentence and I hate saying those words but people will know um, listening that that's that's you know that's what cystic fibrosis is and I just couldn't believe my eyes really that these little pills that she had out on the kitchen bench um, um, you know could take someone from having a death sentence to giving them a full life and not only that it could you know she was explaining to me quite a lot of detail that it pretty much worked in one day
0: yeah that's what i hear hear as well yeah
1: and you know you know this is not something that you take and it builds up over time and and um you know you've got to yeah this this was something completely different to anything i'd ever seen and so to sort of come from having the doctor and the scientist explain it in the morning um who was dying and giving this gift of life to someone and then to see it with my own eyes in the afternoon, a real life miracle um, effect of this drug, I was blown away. And I couldn't believe the cruelty of the high cost that Vertex had on the drug at that point, you know, that could keep her alive. You know, that something like this would be, be dangled in front of a young person. You know their life would be dangled in front of them. I just, I, I you know, I just
0: couldn't, I just couldn't believe it. And Bella had, had um, from what I know of Bella's childhood um, and teenage years, she had been quite unwell. She'd been in and out of hospital. She spent a lot of her childhood in hospital, which isn't everybody's experience with CF, but most do have admissions into hospital. Um, but yeah, as you say, I remember in the story her mum talking about how Bella. Before and like you said, she'd only just started it for a month or so, that couldn't walk down to the beach. She her, she couldn't catch her breath. You're getting to the point when you can't actually live at all, really. And the change of her actually being able to have a life and a future, which we now know she is living life.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's in, in Sydney and you know, she's moved overseas and is starting a, a career working in theatre and, and studying and... Doing all the things that she deserves to do and yeah. living the dreams that she deserved to do. But the day I saw her, and it's not that long ago, it's not that long ago that this happened. Is July, th- July th- 2020. Two
0: and a half years. So.
1: Um, it, she was going to die without that drug. Yeah. And the only reason she had that drug was because a, a generous man called Sir Bob Elliott had funded it to keep her alive for a little bit longer. Yeah. Pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. And um, so we talked, you talked a bit about what you knew about CF before, so you didn't really know about what it was, And then, but then Baptism Fire, when you actually, that one day you suddenly have an expert telling you and a person living with CF telling you and their family and seeing it for yourself. So what kind of effect did it have on you personally and professionally, I guess, uh, for whether you wanted to continue to tell this story or how you would fight for the community Using your voice, which you had, which we didn't. So Orson would have been diagnosed in when he was diagnosed, our son was diagnosed at six months old, so not by the heel prick test. Right. So he was diagnosed in March, just before the first lockdown. So we kind of got the diagnosis. 2020? Yeah. When he was diagnosed, one of the things that I did was go, okay, so, you know, what's the treatment? What's the drugs? What's the plan? And they're like, oh, no, there isn't anything. Which is yeah. really shocking, because in a modern world, you assume there's something for everything,
1: yep. and because
0: you don't know about it. So when we saw that, that was really like jaws on the floor. Yeah. Moment for us. <laughs> I can imagine. We were I like, can what And then, oh, it cost this much, and, you know, New Zealand didn't have a good reputation for getting drugs funded yep. because I was aware of the KaleidoCo campaign Yes. but that drug uh, they had a sort of 18 month two year campaign for to get funded and it is now funded but in a limited way so for the amount of genes that KaleidoCo can treat, Pharmac only um, fund for a few because I know of people that have KaleidoCo compatible genes who can't get it in New Zealand yes. so there's still that that fight on top of the Tricafta one. However, after does have Kaleido, so hopefully it means that maybe the people can take Tricafta. So that's a bit of a segue there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so how did it affect you personally and in your professional life, having met these people, like you said, um, Bob sort of making this ultimate gift to the CF community and to Bella um, before he, he left us, and then Bella having this life changing experience. What did, how did you, what did you take away with you after those sort of experiences?
1: Well, it just just started to change my life. So first of all, you know, I just realized that this was just a phenomenal story um, of the, you know, just the the dying doctor, the gift, the drug, the outrageous price um, from an American drug company, you know, like you, uh, you know the the problems with pharma and funding innovative new medicines in New Zealand, which was bigger than this, um, and the need for them to kind of get in and step up to to get this to people. I, I you know I realised that I had, had, this was just one of the most phenomenal stories that I'd ever come across on this on this Friday, and you know I, I I broke the story, which is what we do as journalists. You know I broke the story on the Sunday night, and I remember I was just so driven over the weekend um, from when I had it. I just you know, I just worked all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Um, and, you know, it really just kind of pushed myself to 110%, I guess, of what I do and, and, and got the story out there. And I think it's then that it really, things really started to change because that was my way of meeting the cystic fibrosis community, people like yourselves, because very quickly people started to contact me by email or through my social media and say pretty much oh, you know i'm a I'm a father or a mother of of a child with cystic fibrosis, and I just want to say thank you for 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 putting this out there and I quickly started to meet a lot of a lot of you guys either in public when people would see me or anything like that and and started to learn more about the community, which I'm happy to say describe how I think and and I don't want anyone to be hurt by this. Who's listening but I, I feel that the cystic fibrosis community in New Zealand and this is nothing against the work that was being done by, by cystic fibrosis New Zealand or anything like that it's more to do with the situation that they were in at the time they didn't have a lot of confidence people with CF or, or people the families or and they didn't have much of a voice and they didn't believe in themselves and they the way that i've always described it to myself is if i was in a room talking and some and often when i talk to a room of people people will wait to talk to me afterwards and always at the end of the queue of different people coming up to me about different things the last people would always come up and say we've got a son or a daughter with cystic fibrosis and they would always wait till last and i later came to realize that because they had been used to waiting all their lives. So from the second, then you, you'll know this obviously better than me, from the second you have a child with cystic fibrosis, you're waiting in the hospital to find out more. And I think people with cystic fibrosis in the community here had always been been waiting and nothing was happening for them. Like, you know, Kaleidoco, there'd been some real success there, but not all of it had come. And it was just a community that needed um, just to, to lift a little bit. And I could also see, instantly, that these were good Kiwis who were gonna lift and get this sorted. You just needed a little bit of help to get get a role on. And I knew that I could do that. I also knew what's the point um, of having worked for so long and, and got a platform if I wasn't gonna use it for something. And I knew that this was the one thing, if ever I was gonna get behind in my life, it was gonna be, the fight for Trikafta, I knew that.
0: So, had you ed- ever done a, a story like this before that you'd kind of taken on so personally?
1: Yeah, I, I always, you know, I always, um, I, I do get quite personally invested in my stories, um, particularly later in my in my career. Um, um, early on, not so much, um, but later in my career, I did, but never like this. And. It was because of the emails that I would get. Uh, you know, I would get emails from people, and I, re- you know, I remember one. These people wrote to me, and they said, um, you know, that their child had died of um, cystic fibrosis, and they could still remember the, the coughing, um, down in the bedroom, and that they just didn't want any other parents to. Um, to go through it and that I needed to keep speaking up about it and um, I don't know it was just it was just things like that that came in like I remember that one I mean I've had hundreds of emails but I remember that one came in and I was just like yeah this is just so unfair that such a small number of people are yeah. suffering like this and something is there and you know I'd spent a lot of time working in um, parliament and around politics and I and I understood how Farmac worked, I know how the budget process works, I you know, and I could see what needed to happen. It was so obvious that Farmac needed to wade in and do the deal with Vertex and Vertex needed to pull the bloody price down and they just needed to get together and do that deal. And, and most likely it would require extra money from the government in some ways. Like, I, you know, I, I cause I, I, I had the, you know, I had the set. I'd worked in and around Farm Act kind of stories, you know, I'd, I'd covered 10 budgets, like, you know, and I could just see that this is, this is what needs to happen. And I knew that um, the government, you know, could be shamed into it as well because the the stories were so powerful and clear of the people and they just needed to keep coming, not just Bella, but other people needed to keep coming into the media, into social media, into their local newspaper, to their friends. People just needed to tell their stories of how they were living and not be ashamed of it or, or feel like they were at the back of the queue. Cystic fibrosis... People assisted by bracing their families needed to start putting themselves to the front. And, and when they were there, people would not be able to deny them anymore. They just needed to symbolically not be the last people waiting anymore. And I could just see that this would happen.
0: And people did come forward that, that hadn't been very public or shared much about their CF before. And with a lot of adults with CF that I've spoken to, Many of them didn't tell people, um, may not have chosen to tell people at school or just on a need-to-know basis. Lizzie from CFNZ, who had a lung transplant at 19, I think, uh, she was still going to uni and having oxygen in her car yeah. to kind of try and carry on like a, like a, a normal person, in quote marks. And yes, yeah, so there is a sort of thing of, sort of getting on with it and accepting your fate, I suppose, to a certain point. And I think a denial, of what, what's happening because you're so young with, you know, with some people deteriorating so yeah. young and that hope that came out of that story and the drug, but as other countries, you know, were getting ticked off with funding and we were still waiting, keeping that momentum going was so important to, to people. And yeah. we did start to think, how long is this going <laughs> to take? Like it wasn't urgent for, for our family because our son is uh, a lot younger, but for those with 12 year old, older teenagers and people in their twenties with CF, it is life and death now. To you need to get on it on Trikaptor so you can have your life. And I know um, you had quite a few stories with Ed, who yeah. Uh, yeah. became quite loud around Trikafta because he self-funded it. So yeah,
1: yeah. So you know it you know these people. Have, I find them really. I find everyone that I've I've dealt with. Um, who has cystic fibrosis who's close to it. I find them really inspirational and Ed's a good example of that you know he was self-funding it, but you know he just devoted himself all of his energy into getting it funded for other people you know he was lucky enough that his family could help him but he just didn't stop there you know he just you know he was just so determined to get it for others it's so inspiring to see people like that who give their time and ability to help other people you know and and it was it was like that you know and and I mean, it
0: just turned 40
1: yeah yeah uh, i think recently. yeah that's right so you know and he's got a fantastic life ahead of him now and um i know, did
0: an interview with ed on the podcast yeah I over to his it. whole oh did you yeah um, yeah how he had to go about even sourcing it and all the work around doing that and then it seemed to me even he was surprised like how good it was yeah you read all these things but when it actually happened he was just like this is what it's what life's supposed to be like
1: yeah and you know he was another fantastic ambassador because he was going around and introducing himself to every damn politician he could find (laughs) and showing them (laughs) showing them physically yeah uh, you know i'm a walking talking example of what this can do for the other 500 people and you know um, cystic fibrosis new zealand before Trikafta and after Trikafta, you know, they have been amazing as well in, in unifying the community and being there for them and, and having to adapt and change from, a, from supporting people to kind of campaigning. You know, that's a hard thing to do. And just seeing the social media um, come to life of people... Um, fronting up with, with, with what cystic fibrosis meant for them and, and being open about it. And I could kind of see that this, you know, these people are not going to stop and the government's going to know that they're not going to stop and these stories are so powerful. And eventually, hopefully, that will lead to some sort of um, decision around Trikafta getting funded here. That's where
0: social media is so powerful with these sort of things because people can tell their own stories day to day of what's happening to them or how well they're doing with track after or how well they're not doing because they haven't got track after. Yeah. Which you can't. Uh, there's no arguing or deferring away from sitting in front of someone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who, and who has
0: it like Ed did and like Ojo did. And
1: yeah, that's right. And and you know, there's, there's obviously the global community as well that you know you can tap, that you can tap into and. And, um, yeah, it was just awesome to see um, people. But, you know, in those early days, you know, I I, I moderated the debate um, I was between, just going to
0: ask you about that. I thought yeah, it was you that did
1: that. Yeah, I moderated the debate between Jacinda Ardern and Judith Collins, you know, the leaders debate in the 2020 election. And obviously I'd done the story later that year and we were doing lots of prep and Pharmac was a really, really big issue um, in that election. And... Um, you know i brought up bella um with the two leaders in the yep. in the debate
0: we cheered yeah when you did yeah, that. yeah
1: yeah and, you know
0: because then jacinda did name check cystic fibrosis yeah like, they've said it now they have to do it that's right and you know <laughs> they cyst, did in the end.
1: cystic fibrosis was was mentioned that the uh, you know but you know people were writing to me the next day saying thank you for mentioning it not thank you for you know like it was like yeah well and that's the it was
0: huge though because you just didn't the part of CF as well is like the loneliness it's a small community we can't mix although now we have online we can chat on there but you can't mix with your kids and CFs can't mix together because of cross infection risk so there's a a very much a loneliness which you think could create that kind of lack of hope around things because you're very isolated from from others or being in a hospital a lot you're not with other kids you're with adults looking after you and, and that kind of thing um so that online community that we've had that's the reason the podcast was created exactly was yeah how do you we talk to everyone because a lot you cannot talk to people who are not experiencing it because they just don't know they might know if they've had another sort of chronic illness in their lives but it's very difficult if you don't have that because it's very specific and it's very different and uh, people can be very pitiful which people don't like we don't necessarily want people to be pitiful or and it's not anyone's fault but they can say the wrong thing and that's nobody's fault yeah so it's just easier to talk about CF with people who know and so hearing it out there even um, this week there's a lady with CF on Married at First Sight Australia I know I was,
1: it. I was watching it and I was
0: and we were all like just loving it because it's amazing to have like again Trikafta being a focus yeah. of I didn't know you know, where my life would be and now I have this life and now I'm going to go do this crazy thing yeah, <laughs> and get it married on TV.
1: super symbolic, the yeah. married at first sight storyline. It's just like, yeah, she can get married now and, yeah. and and live her life and and, you know, here's something that people didn't even know what it was and now it's, main storyline on on Maths Australia. And I get messages. I get I get messages all the time from pe- whenever you know, CF is about, mentioned. Forget about the debate and petty yeah, yeah. stories. It's, uh, it's just that <laughs> CF's made maths. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> But then people talk about it. Just that awareness, like what you did with the stories yeah. Whenever there was a story you know i would get messages like oh did you sit like, as if we wouldn't have seen it um, as if we're not like hanging on every word um, but yeah the pe- people then being aware of it yeah and getting angry on our behalf that's what we needed is yeah. people because we're a small community and
1: you know the petition was started up and in that Truck you after know for Kiwis yeah one. that was that got a you know huge amount of signatures and was going up all the time and that was exciting to watch it you know do a I'll do a story and the signatures would go up and that was exciting to to watch because I carried on doing other stories to um keep pushing it along and and then you know one day I sort of knew that I'd I'd really done enough to um um in and what I could do the community had well and truly sparked and taken taken over and even back then even though the drug hadn't been funded, I was really, really proud of, of what my work had helped do, you know, because it's just I'm just one tiny, tiny speck in a big, big kind of um, patchwork of people in, in this whole thing. But, you know, even that little bit that I did, you know, and, and just seeing it was just, you know, made me really proud, and that was even before Trikafta had got funded, but I was still like, I hope they fund this bloody thing. Well, you should
0: know. we talk about that then? When... How did you first hear from Pharmac about the news and how did you decide how you would break the story and how you'd tell the story?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, as I said earlier, having been involved in politics, you know, you're never certain that something's gonna be funded until it is, or, or a decision's gonna be made until it is. and global economic events and different things can come in and, and governments can, could announce the funding of Trikafta and it could be staged or only for the real needy at first or only for a certain age mm. and maybe... Yeah, that's what we
0: were worried about. You know,
1: there would have been all, there were all these things and, and to be honest, it looked like it hadn't got funded in that. You know, I sort of thought, bloomin' heck, they're going to have to wait at least another year to another budget, you know, and then it could be a change of government. Or, you know, it's so nerve-wracking.
0: Yeah, I was very worried about uh, coming into election year and it not having yeah. been done yet because well, I've been you started about to it. worry about what it would mean yeah. with a change of government and how a change yeah. of direction and yeah, it right. gets forgotten.
1: And, yeah, and, and other things come up and other drugs come along. It's so complex and, you know, I was really kind of ready into... Really give it another nudge this year. Um, thinking if it hadn't been funded, that we were just going to have to get doing some some more stories and and put more pressure on.
0: So How many stories did you do, you know, throughout the couple of years oh, before the, the big
1: lots? Yeah, lots. And it was lots. quite. Re-
0: it felt quite sort of regular, like quarterly. Yeah, yeah. I had
1: a I had a sort of series that I did with uh, Azire and and yes. Ed and and you know we'd feature other people on the project and i'd push it on my social media and i'd do stories when there were various kind of developments um and yeah and then you know i thought shivers i'm gonna have to start doing some more of that this year if they haven't funded it and then one day um not that long ago (laughs) i was in the pharmacy buying dandruff shampoo (laughs) Okay. i'll never forget it i'll never yeah. forget the day and i was uh waiting for them to get the dandruff shampoo or something and <laughs> um my phone rang and it was Pharmac. and as people know and in, in pharmacies here in new zealand you have to wear masks and you know medical places and stuff like that so i had a mask and stuff on and um and thankfully there was a little kind of waiting area where i was where i was yeah, pharmac rang and they just said, "Hey, it's pharmac, and um, you know we've got an announcement to make. Um, you know, we're funding, uh, we're funding Trikafta. Um It's been funded for everybody. Uh, it's been funded for over sixes. Um, they, she said this all in one go. Um, it's been funded for everybody over six. You know, and I, I knew what that meant because Australia hadn't done that." Um, it's more than Australia, and and you know you can't can't get it until you're six, as everybody here, you know, i telling people here, listening to things that they'll know. But I knew that that was
0: a big one. That, that was, was more the, than we were expecting. Yeah, that was the real... we were expecting restrictions and maybe 12 <laughs> yeah, and over.
1: Exactly, and yeah. I just knew it was the real deal, and um, and for all those people out there, it was over, and um, that was that, and it mm. was lucky that the this huge warm feeling came over me like it was just an unforgettable feeling
0: just before Christmas time. yeah and,
1: and, and I had to sit down in the pharmacy because the dandruff the shampoo still had to come <laughs> and I had t- tears uh, as you can probably tell I'm a very emotional person so I was crying a lot and the pharmacist was actually like, are you okay, Patty?
0: <laughs> it's just dandruff. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, it. You've and got I, this shampoo for you. And I
1: did say to him, oh, if you could see me under the mask, I'm smiling. Mm. You know, uh, if you could see me under the mask, I'm smiling because I've just had just the best news. Because I just instantly thought of all, you know, just all of the, all of them. and this is a weird thing to say. For me, it was just, it was the mums. It was always the mums that really, I really felt it hard talking to the mums. Um, Because I could see how worried the mums were. I I don't know. That was, you know, I know the dads are worrying and I know the people with it are worried. Um, But for me, there was just something about the mums. When I'd see the mums and, you know it just really really affected me um yeah just the just the mums of the of the kids with CF, just the look in their eyes and um you know how worried they were. So when I just thought of how happy that everybody would be, just this amazing it was just this amazing warm, warm feeling came over me that, that that it had been funded and 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 it was over for them. And all of the worry and pain was going to be over for 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 people like you, and um, and then uh, yeah, don't remember what happened with this dandruff shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> I never got it. Yeah, yeah, and then, pharmex, yeah, said you know that there was an embargo until Sunday, and and um, I could come into the office and um, do an interview, and and you know just all of these sort of sort of. Um, sort of things to tick and 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 then yeah and then on the sunday i I thought that they'd be putting out a a press release or something like that but it was actually you know a lot of people were finding out when um our stories came out at six o'clock on on tv one and tv three and that was the way that a lot of people found out i didn't i didn't even think about that until on sunday
0: well there was um there was some christmas drinks happening cf auckland branch so yeah, they were all. Um, which I think there was one CFA there, but then it's sort families and parents and that kind of thing. So they all switched it on and watched it.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so
0: that was their Christmas drink celebration. Yeah, that and that,
1: that was just an awesome privilege um, to know that you know I was actually announcing it to some people who'd be watching that wouldn't even know, and yeah. and you know that was just the the great privilege really of my career to be the one to tell some people um i and don't know
0: such a relief and you know i don't know a see a family that wasn't looking to move to see yeah if yeah. you had young children you started to think okay do we go back to the uk do yeah, we go to right. australia the uk's got it australia's yeah. got it norway has it um this is so, all places we could have gone to
1: yeah and you know so that was happening and i was i was looking at that and um which is you know, just so a again, here's, all these, here's all these stories starting to come of these people who are just literally uprooting their lives to go somewhere where they're funding these pills. Yeah. Which is nuts. Yeah. Um, you know, and people were going to, you know, Argentina and... and oh, they were and self-funding, self-funding on their... Self-funding and getting it, yep. getting, getting it in and, you know, without the clinical support that they need. And it was just sort of like... What kind of country are we in that we're doing this? You know, this this is this is urgent. And all of that was happening and then of course this announcement came along and you know, I knew people applying for their British passport through their grandparents and
0: Yeah, there was lots of uh, chats about And Australia
1: so. was you know, people were heading to Australia and, and, and telling each other how you could get it when you got over there. Like it was all go. And then all of this all of this has now changed and we we're all looking forward to April the first which is actually my birthday, believe it or, <laughs> it's or not. It's my birthday today. <laughs> oh, really? Well, happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday <Yeah>. to you. <laughs> I'm looking forward to, you know, I mean, that has to be the best birthday present I will ever get. Well, people
0: that, are counting the days, you know. Yeah, 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 50, yeah. And, 50-something and, days. Uh, you I know, mean. I just
1: can't believe that people will be getting their Trikafta in New Zealand on my birthday. Yeah. Like, how cool is that? Like, that is so special for me. Yeah and um will
0: you do another story yeah yeah i can't wait
1: i can't wait to do stories about the difference that it makes to people's lives and we're going to sort of see that pretty quickly as everybody knows um you know all the people that are listening are going to see results pretty quickly and 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 that's i mean how good is how good is april going to be yeah it's (laughs) going to be a party I i
0: spoke to a young woman in um canada a kiwi in canada um and she got Trikafta in Canada, didn't even know, went to there to be a ski instructor and went to sign up to clinics, went to clinic and they said, oh, yeah, we can put you on Trikafta. And she was like, what? And didn't, yeah. didn't hadn't registered yeah. that they had it. And so she got it. And when I spoke to her, which would have been October last year, she was talking about she's not coming home because she can't now leave Yeah. yeah. because she said I was pretty well as a CFA. And now that I'm on Trikafta, I realize, oh no, I wasn't really, not well in the scheme of things. For CF, she was well, but as in what you actually can live like. Yeah. Um, Having Trikafta, suddenly she was like, oh, so she she wanted to see her family, she wanted to come home, but she wouldn't because until it was funded here, um, because once once you've got it and you know what it's like, you're not walking away from it. Um, So she's one of the people I thought of. Same with Bella. Yeah. Oh, did you make the phone? You called Bella, did you? Or? Yeah, yeah, so we surprised with her, her, her with
1: the news. And, you know, we sort of set her up and said that we wanted to do a catch-up. And, um, and you know, I got to tell Bella. Uh, and that sort of sealed off the triangle with Bella and Bob for me. And, um, you know, it was interesting, that interview. The first thing she wanted to know was whether it was for over, over sixes, you know, like... You know, the first thing she was thinking was, you know, is, is, is everybody going to get it? You know, yeah. and it's, it's like not about her or whether she can come home or or anything like that. It's like her first thought was... You know, what Everyone if, else. If, what about everybody else? And, um, yeah, you know, what about all the other people? And so so it's been awesome. It's been, a, been an awesome sort of summer meeting more and more CF people. And I tell you,
0: well, you're I, a, you're a hero now, yeah. <laughs> in the, the the New Zealand CF well, community. Well, everyone knows Paddy, so he's well the he's heroes. It
1: hero. just seems like uh, you know, uh, you know. I really, well, I didn't actually. I really just did my job, um, you know, and that's that's cool, you know. The the heroes are the parents like yourselves, and the people with cystic fibrosis. In cystic Fibrosis New Zealand and, and the community itself. You guys are the real heroes. Like, I literally just did my job. I don't have cystic fibrosis. Nobody on, you know, nobody close to me does. I'm very lucky like that. And I just, I, I don't want to be known as a hero, that you guys are the heroes. But I do like to be thought of as part of the community.
0: Yeah, definitely. That
1: is enough for me.
0: And <laughs> with, um, you're talking about the last summer, and we were, we were chatting as we were coming into the room today. And you were saying about bumping into people, and I said, "Oh, I know." And you said, "Have I told you?" And I went, "No. It's just that every time someone has a selfie with Paddy, it's it's in the group or it's in the messenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my mum's sister met him today. (laughs) No,
1: (laughs) that's right. And it was, it was, it's been so amazing. All of the, it just seems like there's so much more than the community. The community is so small, but it's like, why are you guys around every street corner? (laughs)
0: Like, suddenly everyone (laughs) goes, "I know someone." Yeah, 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 and
1: but there is nothing better than meeting someone with CF or the parents of C F or aunties and uncles and family friends and all of those people which, you know, just goes to show you it has it's just a much bigger community and it's it's so much stronger now and it's you know, and now that the community can focus on caring for people and, and starting off with the parents who first get it and supporting them and 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 hopefully the science continues to evolve and the drug gets even better and available to younger people and and
0: a and, cure one day. And,
1: yeah, and a cure one day and, and, and that, you know, we should never forget those those small amount of people that, that tricaftum might not benefit and we find something is found for them. Um, you know, there is a there's there's good times ahead.
0: I have a thing on the podcast that I ask everyone, but I feel like you've sort of said it already with a, a, a What the CF moment, which we normally tend to put a positive spin on. Yeah. Which uh, I feel like that is yours, really, is yeah, being I mean, part of the community and being able to break that news. And it and it being funded on your birthday is quite a What the CF moment, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's been so many What the CF moments for me. Like, yeah, I think I've, I've listened... From to, the first day to fir- now. From the first day <laughs> to, to now, even getting to talk about it with you has been really, really special for me as you can probably tell by my level of emotion (laughs) um but you know for me like cystic fibrosis and learning about it you know it it's changed me forever it's made me way more empathetic and caring and understanding of of things and my whole life has been one cf moment it's it's awesome to just be part of the community (laughs) sorry (laughs) yeah yeah I'm actually really happy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so am I, I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. But yep, and I'm. I'm ha- sure. You know, and and I'm happy for you guys that like, look, it's just yeah, things are going to be good, and that's awesome.
0: I had a what the CF moment the other day. I was in hospital. Took Orson in for a quick check. He's fine, but he, we all got a bit sick, and he gets a cough. And if they get a cough you get a cough suction to check what um is growing in their lungs and then they can treat it with the right antibiotics. So he's perfectly happy little chap. Um and I saw a couple come in, they had a baby and they were going into the C F thing, so we're kind of separate. And I don't know if it was a uh one of the adults who had C F or the baby, but I just thought if it's the baby, that whole conversation that they're gonna have now is completely different to what we had. And that's yeah, quite
1: That's right.
0: That, that got to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, but they their whole... Because, you know, you said this earlier, that you kind of came out as soon as you found out about it and you're like, what's the solution? Where is it here? And there wasn't one. Yeah. And that's, they that's, have that mouth That's so. that's so different. And so if you can just imagine the ripple effect that that has on... Mental health as well within the community. Mental health of that whole family. You know, yep. they now have a totally different life. And, and the anxiety and things that would have been around and seeping into all of life is is all gone so you know it's just like you know why do we have to wait so long to get this bloody thing funded roll on April I know (laughs) and
0: actually no one should have to and um, I interviewed a guy in Canada in his 50s who has got CF you know and when he was born he wasn't going to make preschool and then it was primary school and then he wasn't going to make high school you know he's still here he's a lawyer and he's an advocate and he does a lot of stuff with politics and he said the Canadian government's uh, up until 2000, had a rule that any treatment that came in for cystic fibrosis or any like something that chronic um, was, in, was just fast pass through yeah. because yeah. it had such a big impact on that community. And then it started to change because the cost started to change so dramatically, yeah. which is another question about... Um, know the ethics around the prices of those oh, yeah. drugs, but I won't get into that now. No, no, um, no, but but that was interesting for me to hear because I don't think New Zealand's ever had that um, view of CF, which I think is changing now. But having spoken to a CF field worker, CFNZ field worker, who's done it for so long, uh, the previous drug they waited for, they had to wait for the patent to end, and then they got it in New Zealand. Yeah. And you're like, well that's not acceptable. I know. I know. And I know. so where we are now is just is is the biggest what the cf moment that we are. Yeah. Because so much happening. and so many that the awareness is so much bigger and people feel more comfortable talking to us because they've seen your stories. So they feel like oh this they have that information and they're not as frightened to talk about it and they uh we got lots of messages and congratulations and stuff on the day and it, so it was just lovely really.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But thank you so much for oh, no, no, no. You don't for be, your time today, and big thank big you me. for
1: thank you for coming to talk to me. That's been awesome. Best yeah. yeah. Pist- best of luck with awesome.
0: It's been great having you on the podcast. Yeah, it's been awesome being on it. Take care, Paddy. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you. Thank you.